Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy, grown-up bent. Topic 1. Coming in hot. Smoking ban at Disney World. Oh, snap. (laughs) This is like the number one news of last week. So I'm going to skip talking about how we totally bungled editing our last episode in time for our trip. And then we bungled uh, recording another one. We got back from our trip and are just hopping back in here uh, and just go straight into this totally wild and zany news of them banning uh, loose or dry ice. So security doesn't have to dig through your food coolers. Right. Uh, uh, big strollers, like stroller wagons, sorry. They're, technically, it's big strollers, but really it's meant to ban those stroller wagons that are basically breaking the wagon ban by being something you push instead of pull, but are basically just a wagon. And smoking, which is the number one top controversial hot topic right now, I think. Are we allowed to say hot topic on our podcast? <laughs> <Are> we- <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, all, all of the others make perfect sense to me from the perspective of, like, the ice thing. At first, it was really mystifying until you mentioned, like, yeah, for security. Yeah, it's a huge pain to dig through coolers. Uh, the wagons, not wagons, because you're pushing them, um, that were definitely wagons. Yeah, I understand that as well. Uh, people are bad with those. Um, and they also just take up a lot of space. Like too. in stroller parking, too. Right. And this includes the like big Cinderella princessy ones that are basically just like Cinderella's carriage. But for your children, which I'm like, that takes up the space of three or four strollers in stroller parking. Right. Um, but smoking is one that I do expect to be very controversial. Um, and actually, Val and I haven't really talked about this a lot. No, we haven't. So I don't know exactly where we're going to we're land We're giving on each this. other so... eyes across the room. <laughs> so for perspective, I've never smoked. And don't like smoking. And, and I don't like shouldn't smoking. have started dating me because I was a smoker at the time. And that was like deal breaking for you. Yeah, I'm just it this was, cool, guys. It was, it was definitely deal breaking for pretty much anyone. But at least, you know, the difference for me too. And this is... I'm I'm in no way trying to knock people uh, of our many many listeners. I know that 14% of you are smokers. Um so I'm no. Seriously though, it's it's one of those things where it's just like it's always it's always made me feel kind of sick to be around cigarette smoke. So uh I'm you know, I'm usually not happy around smokers and will actively try to move somewhere where people aren't smoking at all times. So that's the perspective that I'm coming from where just my whole life, like, I didn't grow up in a family of smokers. I didn't have friends who were smokers. So, you know, I just kind of uh, never really had the, the taste for being around smokers. Except Val, for some reason. How much did you notice it at the Disney parks? Like, how much did you notice walking by the smoking areas and how much did it bother you? So, usually before I see someone who is smoking where they shouldn't be, I smell it. No, 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 no. Not where they shouldn't be. But when you walked past the smoking areas at Walt Disney World, how often did you notice that those were there? How often did they bother you? So the only park that they've ever bothered me at when I wasn't like taking a weird back route that is a smoker area or something 
um, was at Animal Kingdom, I think, is the only place where I've gotten, like, big wafts of smoke from those side paths that are only barely removed from the normal walking area. And that's just because they're only... There's only so much room for for walking. Right. So as someone who really hates smoking, you hardly noticed it at all in the Disney parks and it really didn't bother you. As someone who really dislikes being around people smoking, I have only ever had a problem with the people who are not following the rules. Hey, look at that. Holy crap. This is where my issue with this policy comes in. I have visited the Disney parks um, on and off, you know, since 2011 uh, yearly since 2013, up until about mid 2017, I was a pretty consistent smoker. I was on and off. I was not the type who, um, I never quote unquote Nick fitted. Um, I have turned out to be the envy of many folks I know in this, that like I smoked on the way to work breaks at work on the way home from work. And then I wouldn't go out for another cigarette. So I, I had a weird, like Technically, I guess it wasn't a chemical dependency. I think there's something weird in how my body deals with that kind of thing anyway, um, based on on that and, and other experiences I've had. But um, effectively, I went to the parks for a number of years where I was a smoker and I just didn't smoke because it was too much of a pain in the butt or yep. I didn't want to de- want to delay things. But I went with a smoker um, April of last year and uh, it's pretty hard to find the smoking areas. There aren't many of them. There aren't ever a ton of people in them. And um you know, that was the only time that I was like, oh, I smell cigarette smoke again, except when people are breaking the rules. So my concern with this is twofold. The first is that it wasn't obtrusive to have folks smoking in the parks. Um, You're probably inhaling more sulfur from the fireworks every night than you're inhaling anything from cigarettes, to be completely honest. Um, Two, like, 40% 40% of Americans are smokers. That's I like. I thought it was 14% no, of adults. No. No, we no, should no, no, look no. That up no, right I now. literally looked it up. Um, I looked it up the other day when this all came out. Um, oh, just kidding. Wait, what? Yeah. I swear to God it was 40%. That seems really high. I. Maybe I'm thinking about something else. Maybe I'm thinking of the 40 million people. Um, Okay, regardless, I'm wrong. That's why you said 14% earlier. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, okay, Val was wrong. Mark it. You don't have to delete any of that. I don't care. <laughs> I had a wrong statistic there. 14% of of um, of Americans is still a high enough number that it's going to negatively impact that, no, th- that amount of folks' day. I think more than it was negatively affecting the 86% who don't smoke to have to go by those areas. Um, the, the thing is that the smoking areas are now going to be outside of the parks. Um, you have to leave and re-enter. Sure, you don't have to like go to your resort or anything, but you're going to have to go all the way out the entrance of the park to get off the grounds to smoke and then come all the way back in again. That's a disruption to your family. It's not as easy as, oh, just suck it up and don't smoke. Because while I have that experience where I could really easily just stop whenever I felt like it, most folks don't have that experience. Most folks have a physical need for nicotine because of that addiction. And it's, I think that it's kind of towing an unfair line to expect those folks to, um, to now go outside again, only because the smoking areas were unobtrusive. The really big concern I have is that this is going to lead to people just saying, screw you guys and your rules and to start smoking in the parks wherever and trying to sneak it the way that we saw that kid smoking a weed vape in Adventureland last year. Like, 
leaning over a railing trying to be discreet. I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're going to have a worse um, issue with guests smoking where other folks are going to have to smell it um, because they're going to be trying to sneak it rather than going out of the parks. And um, enforcement is up to cast members. So if they don't see someone doing it, too bad. So I want to talk about this a little bit from the perspective of what Disney is thinking in doing this. So I don't think that, you know, someone at Disney said, hey, this is a definite health hard line that we should do. I think honestly that what this is, is the number of adult smokers is getting low enough now because that statistic has continuously gone down over the years that now the losses are acceptable if you alienate, you know, a bit over 10% of the, the population. Yeah, why don't we fucking alienate the drinkers, so, though? Well, and here's, here's the thing, is that, you know, people who have a chemical dependency on nicotine, um, like, that's not protected the way that having, like, a disability is or something like that. So you can't really make an argument that, like, hey, this is a, an important need for these people, especially because it does seem to be going away. And by saying you can't make an argument i'm saying that disney doesn't have a reason to respect that argument it seems um the the other thing too is that the statistics are skewed such that younger generations are less smoker uh heavy than elder generations and disney has been focusing really really hard on the parks from the perspective of trying to get younger people excited to go yeah but younger people all have jewels or yules or however you pronounce it and vape all day and vaping is also disallowed under this which is something that like i don't think is is i think that's going to be a bigger problem because now even the folks who are like water vapor which i'm not one of those folks who thinks like you should have to be exposed to that either if you don't want to be exposed to cigarette smoke but the issue there i think is that those folks are going to, again, be even worse because they're going to be like, well, this is harmless and no one's really going to smell it that much. And we'll... So, like, I do think you're going to see folks um, just being like, fuck your stupid rules. And again, I'll, I think you're at a point where, again, the cigarette, I really want to know where I pulled that 40% out of my ass because, like, I cited it the other day. And I have no idea where it came. I know I looked it up, so I must have been looking at, like, super old figures or something. Yeah, the, the 1976 like, census. Fuck you. But, like... <laughs> Like 14% of people are cigarette smokers. Does that cover everyone who vapes? Does that cover everyone with otherwise nicotine addictions? Like addictions, like that's probably not a fully inclusive um, statistic there. But either way, like I don't think it's... um, Again, the big issue is that I don't see compliance being like compliance is harder here than the wagon strollers because you can just not let a wagon stroller in at security. Are they going to start opening women's zippered pieces of their purses where they're putting their cigarettes? Are they going to be checking every single one of your pockets or looking at at the contents of your pockets and telling you you can't come in if you have cigarettes? Because no, you'd be able to smoke them outside of the park again. So you'd have to have them on your person. So like there it's it's a lot harder to enforce and i do worry that it's going to lead to an even worse experience for non-smokers just because of how hard it's going to be to enforce but I, i'm a little bit less like 
freedom for smokers. But I do think it sucks because it is going to be hard for those folks. Um, I acknowledge that it's not like an inherent part of your being, but it is an addiction and it isn't something that you can just be like, hey, stop doing this. And again, plenty of other vices are allowed in the parks and I have to be you know, around horrifically drunk people all the time in, for example, Epcot, um, which granted does not have the potential to cause me cancer, but it does have the potential to completely ruin my day if someone pukes into a bush in front of me. So like there's, it's kind of to me, one of those things that's like, you're saying that this shitty, horrible vice that's legal is okay. And you're saying that this other shitty, horrible vice that's legal is not okay. So it feels a little bit gatekeeper-y based on like which poison you prefer. Yeah, well, and that's reflective, too, of, you know, our society's view on alcohol versus smoking at this point is at one point in time, they were both equally acceptable and cool vices. And now smoking is is very out and drinking is more in than it ever has. Yeah, been, if you so. joke about being an alcoholic, it's like so great. But if you smoke and anyone finds out about it, you're a fucking pariah. Like, it's right. really sorry. I have a lot of feelings about this topic. But anyway, um. I'm not done talking about okay, it. Okay, so. go ahead. Um, so my thing is, I I am in no way lamenting the the death of smoking as a as a thing, um, and I'm happy to see the statistics lowering just because you know my personal preference of not being around smokers, and I do think that you know over time this may give me a slightly better experience in part because then we don't have to, you know, even set aside the space. That would be great if no one needed them. But I think that the approach that they're taking is weird in that I would understand them uh, removing and not, not replacing smoking areas as they do renovations and things like that. Like, you know, as they change the path around behind uh, what's the car's... Tomorrowland Speedway. Tomorrowland. I kept thinking Autopia. Or, right. Uh, Autopia is the one in California. Right. They're um, both shitty. But that but that walkway, like there's a smoking area around there. Like mm-hmm. if that goes away because of Tron or something, like sure. Yeah. Right. One fewer smoking area or, you know, cut them in half or something. But saying that you have to go out of the park and re-enter just to, you know, take a smoke break seems like a very hard line to go like from 60 miles an hour to zero yeah, on the smoking yeah. front. Like, it wouldn't be crazy to just have one authorized smoking area near the entrance or something. Right, or one at the back. Like, that's right. the thing. If you could exit out of the back of the park, but you can't. Like, you have to go. If you have dinner at Be Our Guest and you want to have a smoke after, you have to go all the way out to the front of the park from literally the other end of it. And yep. then all the way back in if you had a fast pass to like Seven Dwarves right after that. So that's yep. that's the thing for me is that it it just changes how your day looks. But For sure. Grand scheme of things, it doesn't fucking affect me that much. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just making some weird arguments. Um, Fair yeah, enough. Let us know your thoughts by tweeting us at bored and sassy yeah i mean i figure we have we have so many listeners that i figure that a census of our listeners we're gonna stop making the like look at all of our listeners jokes because like i don't know it's every multiple times an episode like there are four of you out there that's Uh, the joke that's the joke okay yeah cool so that's that topic boom Topic number two tonight is uh, 
Trip report. We were just at Walt Disney World from the 18th to the 22nd. How do we do a trip report? I don't know what a trip report is. We just is, talk about it, dude. I'm oh, not. Okay. No, 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 no. This is not like some fucking <laughs> fancy pants schmancy. Look at me. I'm doing a trip report that's super detailed. It's. I just want to talk about how the trip was. Day one. Hour one. I'll I was feeling great. He says it's like I don't have my calendar up so I can kind of at least because like, my memory is notoriously shit. So, okay, let's let's talk about some stuff that I do remember without looking at the calendar. The most notable things about this trip is firstly that for the first time ever, Val and I decided to go a Monday through Friday with full weekends off on either side instead Hell of doing yes. the cheap airfare like Wednesday to Tuesday or something like that. And it was cheapish like anyway because it was a JetBlue sale. Woo! Exactly. And my goodness, I, I apparently... I don't know if it's just that, you know, when I was a younger man, I found it easier to to just go from a day at work to wild night of packing and then getting up early in the morning to leave. But now I'm just like, I need the two full days to just reset before I'm ready to enjoy a vacation. Yeah, that was legit. Like, that was a really nice part of it was that, A, you got to reset, we got to pack, we got to clean the house so that, like... A, the folks who were handling our pets didn't yep. have to come into our house and be like, what the fuck, you guys? And B, like, we got to come home to a clean house. It was real nice. And then have two days to reset before going back to the real world, which usually I would take an extra day or something like that afterwards. But Val usually didn't have the the time or the Hello, agency. I'm not a software engineer and I have customer commitments and I'm very busy. So, yeah. <laughs> It was really nice having a weekend on both sides. Um, okay, what else was cool? Um, after Hours? Disney After Hours at the Magic yeah. Kingdom was the fucking coolest shit. Because it basically was like going... It was like the whole time was the time after close. Where like right. you're milling around waiting for the goodnight kiss to happen. And they're not kicking you out even though they've technically closed the park. So Disney After Hours for people who haven't looked into it. This is a ticketed event that is like the holiday parties and things like that. Except there's no excuse. There's no party event things. No special parade. No special character you know meets or anything. It's literally just go there. Have less weights. Be in the parks for three hours with a fewer number of people. I don't know what that fewer number of people is, but it was definitely less than like the parties. The parties right. were fucking nuts. Well, the the one of the parties that we went to, the last Christmas party that we went to, was sold out, and the park was as busy as it was in a normal day. Um, and it sometimes was worse to get around because people were like waiting in line yeah, for things. Yeah. Uh, Halloween party as well. People lining up for trick or treating just like blocked whole whole things. Yeah. So, um, but this was not like that at all. This was like I'm not supposed to be here. It like, really felt like we weren't really supposed, like weird. it's like when you're in you're at school for an after hour exactly like, event and you're like why is there no one in the halls like it was like that. Yep. It was so fucking cool. We walked on to. Every single ride except Big Thunder Mountain, we had a little tiny wait, which we met some really awesome people in line. So it was like, who the fuck cares? Right. Um, but it wasn't, it was like still maybe a seven or 10 or something minute wait. It was not bad at all. And I think the highlight of the whole trip for me was getting to go on Pirates in such an empty park. Oh my God, we were alone. I have never experienced Pirates of the Caribbean 
without being able to see another human except for the person that I was there with. Sam the was creeped out. Me. He kept being like, this is actually kind of spooky. It was, it was actually kind of spooky. <laughs> like when there aren't like a bunch of kids like screaming and like Some you know, asshole phones. with his fucking exactly. flashlight on the whole time. Exactly. Selfie sticks like waving in your face. You can't have selfie sticks at the park, Doesn't Sam. stop them from having them. I really, you're, you're, that's hyperbole. I've never seen a selfie stick on pirates with us. It's not allowed in the parks. Why are you giving me that face? Because it's the only place I remember actually seeing oh, a selfie stick. Oh, I have stick 0%. Okay. It might have been the, the one time that I went uh, without you, or a couple times even, um, during the Halloween party, I think, I went without you for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they had the special live actors and stuff, and you right. didn't see that, and right. I did. Okay. And that was one of the times. That's when there was selfie stick oh, okay. gym right I in front like, of I was like, what me. the fuck are you... Yeah. So. It's, um, it's really... I mean, it's not a cheap event. It's $125 um, for normal people, and it's $95 for APs and DVC. Um, and that, I think, can vary. I think it's one of those ones where, like, it can vary other nights. Um, the cool thing about it is that if you buy it as your like, if you buy it without having an annual pass or or a ticket in general, it includes park admission. Basically, like you don't need separate admission to the park, as far as I understand. And you can get in as early as seven o'clock. So you can actually be getting like on a the night that we went was a 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, and so you could be getting in there from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. for $129, which actually I don't think is a bad deal for like the cost of admission right now. In fact, I'd strongly suggest that if you don't already have an annual pass and you see these dates before you have chosen to schedule your trip, if you make that like if you fly in the day of an after hours event then you don't need to buy a park ticket for that day and you can just go in the evening and you may not need to feel like you need to go to that park again. Yeah, like we honestly did everything we did that we everything. wanted to and which was good because we had left some things to it purposely so we were really hoping it would be like that. Um, we didn't get to go on Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I, God damn it. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, but <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, but because it kept going down, which was kind of a right. shitty look, but we had already fast passed it earlier in the trip, so it was fine. But we did leave a number of things hoping it would be like this, and, and it was really great that it was. Um, I don't know how the, like, don't get a ticket for that day thing would work if it was, like, mid-trip with the way that the daily ticketing works now. Right. So I can't say like, oh, you should definitely like try to fit it in. But it is a way that like if you were going to take a rest day or something um, and then go in the evening, it's definitely a worthwhile thing because that 10 to 1, like we did whatever we felt like and we could have done even more if we were a little more strategic about it or if we stayed a little bit later. We headed out like 1245 or so, I think. Um, also, if you're the kind of people who like to cut everything out that you can to make it as cheap as possible... If you don't get Park Hopper, then it's a really good opportunity to, get, to go to a different park during the day and then only go for the event in the evening. Yeah. Because then, you know, you can Park Hop without having Park Hopper. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, definitely would suggest it. We got some of the free snacks and stuff. I will say there was a... Um, all of the snacks the, actually the longest lines we saw were for the free snacks which is 100%. funny because like I think some people that's like here's how you can get the value is like calculate how many like diet cokes and waters and mickey bars you need <laughs> um Josh at easy WDW um but 
it's not like those were super long lines, but we got over. There was a stand that was like quietly over by Pinocchio Village House and she had no line. And I literally was like, are are you open? And she was. And that's where we got the snacks that we got. So like, just be aware that like, first of all, the lines are going to get shorter at those over the course of the evening. And second of all, there are a few locations all over the park. And like, if they all have lines, maybe just keep going until you find one that's a little bit shorter if you're not starving. Yeah, I think that that stand was just like not well lit or something. It was just a little bit out of the way. So it was it was kind of a sleeper. It was good. Um, but I think the only warning that I do have about after hours is that it feels like everything's open and great until you realize you haven't eaten and only like Casey's Corner, the yeah. usual late stuff for yeah. um, for like the uh, extra magic hours. But like stuff. Casey's was open. Casey's was open. There will be something open. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, and I think it's usually think just too. Casey's. But what? Yeah. Main Street Bakery too, yep. I think was. Yeah. Um, but Casey's like the only like food food place, I guess. But um, that was nice. Corn dog nuggets are definitely food. food. You and your fucking corn dog nuggets. <laughs> Every time. Um. So. Those were like, that was like the super coolest thing. I think this trip, we also saw Festival of Fantasy from a little bit of distance away. Um, on our first day, which was cool because usually I'm like right up in its business. And it was neat to be farther away from that parade for once because I noticed more of the like high up details than I normally do. So I didn't get as much of the like, Tink is waving at me. Oh my God. But I got a lot more like, holy shit, those are cool details. I also don't think I ever realized how cool the view from like the hub is because they're going around it. So you get to see all of the sides of them um, if you are on the outside of the hub a little bit further away. So I expected it to be like, oh, this is kind of a throwaway spot. And like Val said, you get to see the tops a lot better and you get to see multiple sides as they go around. It was actually surprisingly cool. Yeah. And also Maleficent was not only back, but also fucking breathing fire, which honest to God, when that incident happened because of how like hardcore Disney is about safety, I was wicked scared that they weren't going to bring it back. And then they were like, nope, there it is. The fucking music comes up and she just goes, and fucking, oh, it was so cool. So we also, just by pure luck, happened to catch the electrical water pageant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's what it's called. The electrical water pageant. Yep, which Val has very special memories of. Incredibly fond memories of a childhood when but I was we were Polynesian. we were eating at our new favorite restaurant. Kona. Kona is wonderful, and we Kona Cafe, shouldn't be Polynesian. telling you about it because I want to still be able to get last second it's reservations. It's gem. Um, we and like their menu has changed, and at first I was a little bit like, "Oh no, what if I can't find something I like?" Everything we've had there was absolutely phenomenal, and the service is always great. Yep, yep. Um, but then we just walked outside, going. Oh, maybe we'll wait around and watch the fireworks from the Polynesian. And then I was like, oh my God, it's the water pageant. <laughs> just like that. I mean, too. basically, yeah, I was, was just like, like wait, we gotta go. Like, I got really excited because <laughs> it was our first night. Like, it was just a nice, like, low key day. We did a little bit at, at Magic Kingdom and then we just, like, went over and had our nice dinner and it was just a good Red chill. Pudding. Bread pudding. You can get the, the reason we started going there is because you can get the Ohana bread pudding there as a dessert. Sometimes you can't necessarily all the time. Um, our waitress had even said that like her manager had told her to lay off. And I was like, oh, you don't have to ask. And she was like, no, no, I'll go ask. And she got it. <laughs> um, but it's so good. Um, it was just a nice closeout to the day. And then we actually were like, you know what? We don't have to try and watch Happily Ever After from here because it's going to suck from this far away anyway because the projections are such a big part. And then also just like 
this was a nice enough way to close out the evening was with the electrical water pageant. So one thing we haven't mentioned yet is I made the mistake of wearing shoes that I thought were broken in enough. Dun, dun, dun. But were not broken in enough. And no. apparently also didn't have very good arch support, which I did not realize until... Two days into the trip, suddenly my ankles stopped functioning. We were walking towards um, the theater at Disney Springs to watch Captain Marvel, bomb-ass movie, go see it, um, on Tuesday night. And he was like, I don't know, my foot hurts. And then we got out of the movie after sitting down for a few hours, and he was like, oh, it's not really hurting. <laughs> yeah, this is my top speed now, I think is what I said, <laughs> yeah. as we were hobbling back. Um, yeah, it was it was not good, and I, I've experienced all of the other foot issues of, like, you know, blisters and, you know, general, like, ball and heel pain, but I haven't gotten the, like, ankle, like, musculoskeletal, oh no, have you secretly slowly sprained your ankle kind of pain. So, um, I was, for the first time at a Disney park, uh, not terribly mobile without the assistance of a wheeled vehicle, so... For two days, I had an ECV. Wednesday and Thursday. And our experiences vary wildly on it. He will tell you that it was like not that bad and not that stressful. And I was like freaking out the whole time because having been at the parks with a wheelchair before, I know how tough it is to basically like be able to navigate crowds and how little birth people give you and all that. And Sam was just like a very careful driver, just like he is in a normal car. So he was fine. And I was just like, "Ah, ah," every time anyone got near us. I think the thing that I actually liked about it is that it forced pacing that I'm bad about when I'm walking around the parks and that I tend to kind of truck around the parks as quickly as I can from point to point. And when you're in an ECV, especially, I don't know if people who haven't had to ride one of these things know this, but the ones that you can rent in the park versus the ones that you can rent from outside third parties have wildly different performance. <laughs> the the in-park ones are extremely safe by virtue of being very slow. So their top speed is is pretty sad. Very but, slow. But on the upside, Miles it meant that hour. like this is as fast as I can go. And I'm just kind of accepting that. And also, I'm not tired from walking so like I don't I don't really need to go rush to sit down somewhere the way that I do sometimes if I've been walking all day so it was just kind of a leisurely roll through the park and you just have to pay attention and not run over little kids and deal with the fact that some people are going to cut you off and be annoying but yeah um it from my perspective I was more worried about Val being stressed out about it than I was about my own experience. (laughs) Hello, have you met your wife? Um, Yeah, I was. And I mean, I was also worried about the stigma of it, too, because like this actually came up the other day in a thread on the Walt Disney World subreddit. Um, You know, people were like, oh, great. They banned wagon strollers. Awesome. Now require driving tests for ECVs. And it was like this whole bunch of people talking about like. Fatties needing ACV, ECVs and not knowing how to drive them and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, like part of it too for me is just the like people are assholes. And I like always worry that someone's going to like say something rude or be a dick about it because like people judge ECV users so hard at the parks and like neither of us are small. And so like, you know, my brain is like, are people going to be mean to my husband about it? But, but it is also just like, I'm like the navigation piece of it seems harder to me. Um, and I also wasn't in control the way that I was with the wheelchair. So I think that could have been part of it too, is like, 
I had no power to do anything about it, except I did push up the hills a few times because the torque loss on the hills was just like, yeah, it just it just does not go up hills very well. It literally would go like half the already slow speed up hills. And actually, the the Magic Kingdom has slightly different ones. They're exactly the same model, but they've been retrofitted with a sensor on the front in a green light to show you when the sensor sees something and it throttles back your speed to like 10% speed oh my God, if someone like cuts in front of you. And it wasn't that bad, except the biggest problem that I had with it is that if you're like not playing chicken with someone, but when you when you do the thing where it's like, oh, are, are you going to go? Or am, am I going to, are you going to? And just because of the lack of torque and that sensor going off, like you couldn't telegraph with your motions yeah. that you were going yeah. to go. Instead, you had to say, I'm trying to go. It's just very slow. Please bear with me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, awkward. but again, I figured it out. I, I wasn't feeling self-conscious about it. Um, and... I probably got a couple of stink eyes, but nothing that like made me feel bad Sam about myself. Sam has more chill so. than I do. I think that's true. I've we also, know this. I've also been a big guy for a very long time, so like all of the usual like public transportation, sitting next to people, and all that stuff. Like yeah. I'm kind of desensitized to the like people thinking me being big is bad. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it it didn't really bug me. And I will admit, this is the only time I will admit this because I don't want people to ever think that these people that are stuck in these things have an advantage. Having a chair for waiting for the fireworks was nice. I will admit that. <laughs> but that's the only thing that's that the I can only, say. <laughs> that's the only positive. Yeah. Everything else was like, that's a silver lining. Right. That it's and the being lining, forced yeah. to take your time going yeah. around World yeah. Showcase and stuff. But otherwise, silver like, lining. It's but yeah. it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Waiting for illuminations. You had a, you know, a place to sit that wasn't the ground. Waiting for happily ever after was the same. Um, we did see illuminations for probably the last time. No. Rip. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was overall a cool trip, though, despite like the ECV and stuff. We were there during Flower and Garden, which I love. I ate a bunch of desserts because for some reason, like, I don't know if it's that desserts like set my body off less or like I feel like they do. But like, I never get the savory festival foods. I just go on a fucking tour to desserts and like eat all of them. And I do the I like. opposite because the savory yeah. foods are what are what's safe for me. And yeah. the, the sweet foods, if I eat too many of those, then I get the like classic Halloween ate too much candy kind of yeah. guts feelings. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, the, it was it was overall a very good trip, and I only had to spend those two days in a in a vehicle. And on Friday, right, I was yeah. I was walking again, which and, is good because we were in the Animal Kingdom, and it was so fucking crowded. And I feel like that would be impossible to navigate with an ECV. But that was also a really good day, and we saw Finding Nemo the musical for the first time in a few years. Please go see that; it's so fucking good. It's so cool. Like I I remembered that it was really cool but i didn't quite remember the the extent to which i really enjoyed it on it's all just levels. like multifaceted it uses all the, different talents right of puppetry and the music is really catchy mm-hmm. the puppetry is cool there are people on wires flying around i'm scared of heights but i find it cool anyway it's it's such a cool show and it's definitely we we were talking about it going out of it we were like yeah, that's definitely worth dedicated space. Like, yeah, it's definitely. such a special experience. And again, it's until you've seen it, you look at it and you're like, oh, it must be a silly thing for kids, you know? Okay, no, it's like whatever. real good. It's talented, talented folks, yeah, too. Like, the quality of those performers is absolutely nothing to sneeze at. Like, it's not, oh, these people couldn't get on Broadway. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw any of these people on Broadway. Yeah. Like, seriously good quality stuff. 
Um, yeah, it was it was it was a really great trip. We stayed at Port Orleans Riverside too for like a long time, which we haven't done since twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, you know, we did the little short trip last year, um, the like weekend trip in December. And stayed there, but it's such a fucking cool resort. I really love it. It's so nice. The only problem is it was like slightly overrun with teenagers. So the night that, the, was it the first night that I was like, let's go to the hot tub? Yeah. Because my shoulder was still bugging me. That's right. what it was. I had like a weird shoulder strain on my left side. Um, and like, it was a little bit, how do we get into this hot tub? Because there are teenagers all over the place. Like definitely overstaying the 15 minute hot tub time. Yeah. Um, but we managed to do it and it was really nice and helpful that first night. And then like my shoulder did calm down with, with continued medication and careful sleeping. And it's just like, it's just a nice resort. Yeah. I, I felt weird though. Like getting into that hot tub. I was like, this is like me going and joining a like, I don't know, a cafeteria table. Full yeah, it was like girls. they all like, were like kids really... from the same school trip and they like knew each other and they were all talking. I was just like, hello, I am old and awkwardly over here in this corner of the hot tub. They're like playing telephone like all the way around us. Basically. Oh my God, it, it was, was so fucking weird. It was, <laughs> but it was just like, and it was also just like, I don't know, like just overhearing teenagers. I'm like, oh my God, I'm legitimately a fucking the oldest person on the planet but yeah um you know there was like some of the like there was some of the weird slut shamey like stuff going on at one point and i was yeah. like stop don't listen to don't, don't <laughs> tell teenagers not to slut shame each other oh my god no don't <laughs> okay we gotta go back to the room um but it was yeah it was i mean the resort overall is just really nice and i would highly recommend port Orleans riverside to folks because it's just it i don't know it just it feels really like um it feels really secluded. And also our room was two away from our room in December. Yeah. Literally. I like, think, awesome. I think Riverside really hits the the moderate sweet spot in that it feels really fancy and nice in a very themed way. Um, it's kind of cool to walk around. It's an experience that you don't really get elsewhere because it it actually has that immersive feeling where you are in a different place. Exactly. Like in the bayou or something. It's you more know? like the Polynesian right. for me in that way, yeah. Um, and it's reasonably priced and there's almost always vacancy a reasonable distance out. So like it's yeah, I it's mean, a we very manageable. Well, that. it's a large yeah. it's a large resort. It's massive. And that's I think what turns some people off. But the good thing is you can buy preferred rooms or you can buy garden view rooms. There is a website portorleans.org that's just like an unofficial fan site of the Port Orleans resorts um and, and that super one super useful too it's a really useful reference for a lot of things um including they they keep up to date like which buildings are which room type so like for example if i head on over to it in my browser <laughs> um sponsored by <laughs> not sponsored by anyone um there's like they have a section on like what the room types are so you can tell where first of all they also like break all of the different like oh there are 768 garden views there are 259 standards there are 204 preferred like it breaks out all the different types um so you know how many there are um and what's cool is you can also go through and see which buildings each of the room types are in so there are maps so that you don't necessarily have to get a preferred room, quote unquote, um, to get one that's like at least some distance that's manageable from the front uh, the front building. So yeah. 
a garden view room um, will be in any building except for preferred, um, which includes all the far away ones. But the garden view fifth sleeper, which is new for this year, which wasn't a category when we stayed there in December. So we just got it with a garden view room. Um, Garden view fifth sleeper guarantees you a room in the alligator bayou section, which is the one that we like, which is the one that's like mid distance. It's not... um, right next to I mean there are some buildings in it that are in the preferred section um that are like really close to the main building but there are uh it's not they're not as far as like none of them are as far as like the Acadian or Magnolia which can be really long which are super like you can't get there from here kind of thing and I mean you can get there through the old man island and whatever but um we didn't it's a little bit of a hike yeah yeah I mean it, it it at least to me feels like a hike. It might, looking at this map, actually be slightly less of a hike than the building we were in. But we really like it because, again, you felt like you were kind of secluded in there. Um, and it was a really, it was just a really nice atmosphere. Absolutely. Anyway, go to portalines.org, pick your dang rooms and go because it's just an awesome resort. So anyway, this was going to be a nice quick trip report in <laughs> one topic. But we got to talking, so... Uh, overall, a great trip. Um, 10 out of 10. Uh, Disney didn't suddenly start stinking. So, you know, well, it, it always smells a little bit. It is Florida. <laughs> oh, zing. All our listeners in Florida can... Uh... Okay, I'm going to just <laughs> murder that bit. You're going you're gonna to ban that joke. <laughs> I'm going to put in the show notes, no listener count jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know we don't have a listener in Florida? I don't. I have friends in Florida. Do you? I have family in Florida. Do I? Oh, shit. So do I. We're married. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think it's bedtime. (laughs) I think it's bedtime. In case you couldn't tell by the rambling, it's late and we're tired. But for some reason, we're recording a podcast. Hey, because we feel obligated because we fucked up last week. Um, Thank you for anyone who's still listening, despite the fact that we just like biffed it for two weeks right after we started this. Oops. That's (laughs) podcasts. Like that's a a thing. Even the the one long podcast that I was a part of, um, we, we had some bumps like that. The most important thing is getting back on the rails, yeah. which we're doing. Hey, we're so. back on those rails. Um, so yeah. we just edited the last one, and I will edit this one uh, <laughs> now that I've got my software situation the last, figured out. The so. last one, which we recorded before we went away, so it's a little bit outdated. But whatever. It'll be fun. So you're kind of going to get two this week. Yep. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on social by which I mean on Twitter at Bored and Sassy. We're at BoredAndSassy.com. There is a contact page there where you can send us any questions or feedback. If you are one of our friends, which most of our listeners are, you can also just shoot us a Facebook message or whatever. Um, if you have questions, topics you'd like us to cover, um, or any specific um, you know, feedback that you might have. Do it. That's a really good call to action, Sam. Do it. Do it. Do it. Shia LaBeouf. Like, all right. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Hope you all have a great week. Bye. Bye. We were just at Walt Disney World from, oh, oh, hold on. My butt's vibrating. Hold on. I'm going to fix it. Hold on. All right. Yeah, we were just at Walt Disney World. Uh, No, I wasn't going to tell you to cut it. I was just going to keep going. I don't care. Do it. No. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs>